this evening, I want to take a few moments, and we're going to share on the theme of being anchored. And uh, in, uh, in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, there's a hope that we have, whereby we have hope as an anchor for the soul. And I want to just talk about that just for a few moments, then we're going to come um, and um, have an opportunity maybe to pray together. But if you, if you um, have a Bible, you might like to turn to um, Hebrews chapter 6. And I'm going to read from verse 13, just to get a bit of context, really. If not, just listen. Just relax and listen. Turn to, you know, the old-fashioned way, an actual Bible itself. That's a good way. Look at that. That's, it's, uh, it's, that's the best way. Uh, yeah. But if you have it on a tablet or a phone, or, or just listen, it's great. So here we go. Uh, Hebrews 6, verse 13. I'm reading from the NIV. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what he promised... He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we, uh, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. We've been singing, it was in, in one of our, our songs, the Hillsong song a bit earlier about this, uh, my anchor holds within the veil. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. Jesus has gone before us into all things, no matter what we, might, um, we may face. The greatest thing is our separation from God. Sin separates, and because of that, Jesus has opened the way. But whatever might, might stay before us, Jesus is our forerunner. And therefore, by Jesus has entered on our behalf, he has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. We have this hope, it says, as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Our hope, Jesus Christ, the hope and desired of uh, all nations. And it's just that theme that I want to take up just for a moment or two this evening. You know, we, uh, we live in a world uh, of uh, increased anxiety, increasing stress, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and that's, that often, you know, uh, anxiety, stress, um, a deeper depression, you know, we may feel that we're in a dark place, it can be like a dark room, no light, as it were, no light at the end of the tunnel, whatever the metaphor you want to use. But uh, that sense of powerlessness uh, comes from uh, maybe not having any hope. Some Christians, sometimes as a Christian, we can feel, you know, there's just no way out. Um, we're hemmed in on every side. Uh, e even as a Christian, and I know that we, we, you know, you should say, I should be trusting God in this. I believe the Bible in this. But there are times in our lives when we feel that there's, we can't see the wood from the trees. Or uh, this situation, I, I've got no control. I don't know what to do. And that sense of hopelessness and powerlessness uh, can lead into greater anxiety. It can become a vicious circle, a vicious cycle. And we can feel that we're in a dark place. And, and so it, it, we, it says there in, in our reading, Paul um, wrote uh, uh, the, the letter of the, to the Hebrews or the letter of Hebrews uh, as a way of showing that Jesus 
uh, is a better sacrifice than the Old Testament sacrificial system. Uh, uh, Jesus is better than angels, greater. Jesus is the greatest sacrifice. And so the whole book of Hebrews is all about this, this amazing Jesus. It all points to this amazing person, Jesus. And, and Paul is saying that, that we, our hope is like an anchor. There's hope in Jesus, the person of Jesus who's gone before us. He's made a way between us and God, who has gone behind the veil uh, between us and God, has opened up a way, um, is the one who who gives hope. He's the great hope bringer, the great hope giver. And um, that's pretty amazing. And so uh, Paul there likens the hope that Jesus is, and he brings. So Jesus is the hope, and he is a bringer of hope. That's great, isn't it? He doesn't just bring hope, because he is hope. That's greater, isn't it? I mean, I might be able to give you a bit of hope, but I am not hope. You know, you can have a great friend who, could, who can give hope to your life, but is not hope. And so Jesus brings hope, because he is hope, all hope. And that's the difference. And that's, that is the great difference. And um, he said it's, it's like an anchor Paul likens it to an anchor, which is really interesting. I'm going to look at that in a moment too. Um, interesting. We know we live in an age where you know, we're beginning to uh, forget God, leave God out, turn our back on God. And never have we, li- never have we lived in an age of uh, a sense of a desire to find hope and reason. And yet at the same time, that correlates with our turning our back on God. It's interesting in Job chapter 8, don't turn to it, but in Job chapter 8, uh, a guy called Bildad, he's a friend of Job, but I tell you what, with friends like these, but, uh, who needed enemies, but, but Job had some friends come to him, and a guy called Bildad, in Job chapter 8, verses 11 to 13, I'm going to quote you from the Living Bible, Job 8, 11 to 13, speaks about those who have no hope when we turn our back on God. Listen to this, uh, Job 8, 11 to 13, those who forget God have no hope. They are like rushes, without any mire to grow in, or grass without water to keep it alive. Suddenly it begins to wither, even before it is cut. Those who forget God have no hope. Interesting, we live in a world that is really turning its back on God. And if we forget God, our hope diminishes. And as a believer, as a Christian, uh, maybe here tonight, and you know, when, when the, the, uh, the waters are swirling around you, it's just like Peter in the storm. We can take our eyes. We can forget. So I just want to look at that for, um, for a moment or two um, this evening. The, the, the idea of an anchor there. So, so the, in, in the New Testament, hope is um, it's, it's really defined as a certain expectation, result in trusting in God. You know, it's not like I'm a bit hopeful, 50-50, 60-40, you know, you know, pie in the sky, wishful thinking, being positive, a bit of psychological positivity. It, 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 when we talk of hope from a New Testament, as Paul is quoting here, we have hope as an anchor for the soul. It, it, the, 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 the description, the translation of that hope is certain expectation. So he could be saying this, we have a certain expectation in Jesus that's like an anchor for the soul. That's what you could say. You could define it like that. You know, to every human being, to anyone who believes, it's, it's, it's a certain expectation, certain, as in assurance. There's an assurity there. It's not in our strength. It's, it's, not, it's, um, it's not us getting on a high horse. But there's a, a, a deep 
seated, a deep anchoring assurance. It's a certain expectation as we look forward and it results from trusting in God. And so therefore it's very dangerous. Those who forget God have no hope. Uh, And for us to not forget God in our lives. I, I bump into lots of Christians that seem to leave God out. We were talking about that this morning. Um, uh, the church has left the building. 10% of our time gathered here. 90% of our time out around us. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes we can you know, be here, God, and then the 90% of the time when we're, we're living our lives, we can sort of forget God a bit. And, and it's 100%. God is the gathered and the scattered. And, uh, and so... Um, he, he then refers to, he says, we have this hope, it's like an anchor for the soul. An anchor, uh, you, you'll see it up on a uh, picture on the screen there, but an anchor um, stabilizes a boat. Uh, an anchor deals with the, the pitch and the roll. And, uh, and when, when um, in the ancient world they would put an anchor uh, uh, over the, the, the boat, you know, um, I, I am no sailor, um, but... Um, I'll tell you a story later. I will, I will tell you a, a funny story, though, um, in a moment or two. Um, but um, in, in a boat, the boat, it, it, as the waves, you know, um, you, you, you can go up, sorry, down. <laughs> there, I've got a clue. You're down and then up. And, you know, life, it, in a storm, it can be like that, can't it? And the anchor does something. The storm will still be there, but rather than you go really, really down really, really up. That's what makes it so queasy. The anchor seems to stop the major downs and the ups. And that's part of what the anchor does. It's not the only thing, but the anchor deals with pitch and roll. And that's interesting. I, I, I know some believers that have been really, really doing well, but they're really, really, really not in a good place. And that's natural when we go through storms, because that's what the waves do. But the anchor helps stabilize. It's interesting. Hope. Hope. At that, now, that's made me think. An anchor stabilizes. It deals with the storm, the pitch when we're tossed to and fro, the pitched up and the down, the deep and down. And um, the, 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 the anchor stops a boat being dragged away and shipwrecked. There are many things today that can drag and have a pull on your life. And, 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 and you know when we're... Anxiety literally means to be pulled apart, pulled in many directions. And we get frayed at the edge, pulled apart. And so hope as an anchor uh, stops drift, drifting onto the rocks to be destroyed or drifting to be pulled apart. And so this is really interesting. When Paul refers to hope as an anchor for the soul, this is what Jesus, our trust in him and our confident, certain expectation of of his deliverance, of his hand, uh, it stops us being frayed at the edges. This is good for your soul. It's good for your emotions and it's good for your body because of the like, lot of psychosomatic illness today is related to an- extreme anxiety. So, in other words, we feel anxious and that comes out in the body. Psycho is uh, mind, soma, body. And so there's a lot of medical work being done on this. So it's good for the body, good for the soul if we're anchored in Jesus Christ. And... Um, so it stops, it stabilizes, it stops drift, and, uh, and it can stop you feeling that you're going to drown, you're going to go under. The anchor, the anchor, Jesus is the anchor. So it's really important. So, so our hope in Jesus is, is referred to like an anchor. So, so you and I, we, we need to drop anchor. 
there's, there are times in our lives when we, 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 you know, we, we, we trust Jesus. So you're following Jesus. You, you're here. But there are moments in our lives where we, we, we enter a storm and we, we really, there needs to be a concerted, um, really going to dig it. You know, we, uh, uh, I, think, I think Andrew led us in a prayer gathering about pressing in. One of our, our, our Friday for our prayer evenings. But let's, let's press in. And Andrew was leading us to just press in a bit more. Press into God. And, and, and that, that analogy of pressing in, or, or another one I would say is dropping your anchor. There are moments in our lives. We, we are anchored. We, we trust in Jesus. I'm, I'm sure you say that. But there are moments when you really do need to really drop anchor. And, and um, you know, as we seek to trust him in the middle of that storm. And maybe you might be saying, tell me about it tonight. Because you've had some news. Something's going on at work. Something's happening in life. And right now you think, do you know what? That's me. I, I really do need to press in. I, need, I just want to just come, Lord, and I want to drop anchor, as it were, in you. And when you do that, you, hold on. You're an anchor without, you know, I could, I could throw an anchor over the side. But if it's not attached to the boat on a bit of rope, I'm in trouble. And, and so you and I need, there's attached in our hearts and in our spirits and our minds. I, I know people that will, will quote a scripture and then, and, then, and then they go off and do something completely different. And I think, well, well what were you attached to? And, and so we, we, we attach our spirits and our hearts, as it were, with it, and hold on. And, um, and, and, and another thing I'd say is in, in that storm, you may need to throw some stuff over the edge that's weighing you down. Because in a storm, Paul, Paul on, a, on, a, on a boat, well, at, at one stage, he said, throw me in if you want. But uh, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. But um, the, the actual boat, they said, throw the extra stuff off. And sometimes in life, there's stuff that's hindering that we need to, so that the anchor will hold. So we're not dragged under. I meet lots of Christians dragged under by so much stuff. I, 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 I'm, I'm amazed. So three things I want to just share quickly that um, will help you. Uh, put, drop your anchor, as it were. Three, three simple things, and just briefly, I just want to just um, share some things. Number one thing I want to just say is this. Good, okay. Never forget how good God is. Never forget how good God is. You know, we, we say God is good. Um, this, this is probably the greatest thing that helps me. One of the um, things that I do probably near enough every day at some point I will just refresh my mind and say God I know you're good and, and, and you've been so good to me over my life I'm 35 years 36 years a Christian nearly now and uh, nearly every day I try at some point so I tell you why if I didn't if I didn't do that I don't know about you but I can be a bit of a negative type of person whether it's in my nature or my character, I'm not speaking that over my life, but um, uh, I, I, it might be something, you know, in, in the early days of my, in my life, but um, I come from a great family. My, my dad was self-employed for most, you know, most of my um, younger life, and we, we, as a family, never had a lot. We weren't poor, but we never had a lot of money. And so there was always a little bit of anxiety in our family about, we never went without, had a great life. But the, and that little bit of angst, I think, in my heart, I think that, I'm not saying I don't blame anything or anyone, but I just think in my life, I can tend to, if I'm not careful, I can just, poor old me, what a bad day I've had. 
what a horrible world it is. What, you know, um, I, 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 could, I could be like that. I just know, I just know me. I know me now. And, um, and so I do, I, a way of me dealing with my day is, I, this is something big for me, is, Lord, I know you're good. I just know that you're good. God is good. Th- throughout the Bible, God is shown to be intrinsically, completely good. No matter what I find myself in today, I tell myself, and I quote that, that I know that you're good. And you know, in my life, Father God, you've been so good to me. Uh, let me tell you, I have had some very down days um, in, in the course of my life. I'm sure you have too. And this is something that's helped me. I never forget, never forget how good God is. You know, it's been said, you've heard it said, um, you know, we're, we're coming up to, to the Easter period. It's Friday, but Sundays are coming. You know, Good Friday is a dark day the, the, where Jesus is crucified and put in the tomb. Uh, but on Sunday, he rose from the dead. And you know, in our life, there'll be dark moments. There will be storms in it, and it can be like that feeling of the storm of Friday, and we feel like we're going under. And you could probably say, you tell me about it, Adrian. Uh, you don't know what I'm going through right now. And you're right. But there is a Sunday that is a coming. There is a, the tomb open. Jesus is raised from the dead. He can make something out of nothing. Nothing is impossible for him. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And, um, and I, so, so I find that hurt can come in waves, seasons times. Sometimes it can be like there's one wave after another crashing over your life. You think, can, can there be any more? It's like waiting for a number three bus or seven bus. One after another comes in and you seem to go from one thing to another to another. It can come in like waves and they can crash on my soul and crash over your life. And, and, but, but I just get up and I tell myself that God is good. You know, the devil will seek to put doubt in your mind. In the Garden of Eden, he said to Eve, has God said? It says in the A.V., Uh, 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 sorry, rather, um, in Genesis, rather, has God said that? It's a trick to put doubt. He he sought to to undermine Jesus by quoting and and only quoting parts of Scripture uh, in a way of putting a doubt, a seed of doubt, into the heart of Jesus. But Jesus came back to him, said, it is written. And so there's something, isn't there, about in the storm, you know, is God really, is, am I going to, oh, poor old me, look at my life. No one has helped. No one knows what I'm going through. No, you know, it, there is that aspect. And there's something in coming and saying, God is good. You've been so good to me. Look, in, uh, I can't read them all, but in a number of Psalms, Psalm 119, verse 68, you are good, said the psalmist. Um, And what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Psalm 119, verse 68. You are good, and what you do is good, God. Teach me your decrees. Psalm 107, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord. You'll know this one probably. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. It's a great psalm. Psalm 107, verse 1. Uh, Coming into the New Testament, just one more. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good, I love this. I, 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 I speak this over my life. Every good and perfect gift um, comes down from the Father of the heavenly lights. God is good. You know, when you feel bad, when, and when it is bad, and let's face it, we will face horrible times, and it can be awful to speak out and call out to the God, our Father, who is good, and he's good to me, and he wants to be good to you. He's got great intent for you. So that's the first thing I'd say. Uh, as we seek to put down uh, our hope, our trust, 
uh, and, and trust in Jesus Christ, our anchor and, and gain hope for the soul, is, is, is in those moments as the waves crash over us. Uh, and, and get some people to speak over you and join you and encourage you as well and declare that God is good and pray that and call on the God who is good, a Father who is good. And, um, and I find that it deals with the, the poor old me's. It, it deals with my soul. I think if you're finding yourself, you're in a very critical place, life is hurting you, and you're starting to get very negative and critical, start to confess God as being good. It, it, it deals something, it does something amazing in the soul. Uh, that's the first thing I say. Second thing, uh, I said three, didn't I? Second thing is this. Um, when you, um, a dropped anchor becomes a lifeline. You know, when the anchor goes over the side of uh, the boat, it, it becomes a lifeline. I don't know about you, but there are moments in my life, uh, you know, we can be hanging in on like a thread. What does uh, Jesus say? Is it uh, a bruised reed? A smoldering wick? It can be just like that at times in our lives. Uh, uh, it's not always that I feel victorious, but I'm in, I'm in there. I'm, God is there. God is here. We were, we were thinking of that this morning as a church in worship. God is here right now. He's close. And when you drop an anchor, it becomes a lifeline. Uh, don't let go. Um, you know, hope brings life, renews strength, gives sustenance. There's, there's, I tell you, something happens. Anxiety does something to the immune system. Doctors and, and clinicians have now found that extreme anxiety over a length of time starts to deal with, deal, deal with funny things with your immune system. It can play havoc with the way we think and feel in our bodies. Uh, but, but hope actually brings sustenance. Now, I'm not, ki- no, I'm not kidding you. It's true. Hope actually restores the soul, brings strength to the emotions, restores our spirit, and actually changes the dynamics of our body. Supernaturally. The Spirit of God. Ah, it's amazing. Um, it's not just psychological. This is spiritual strength, inspiration, illumination, dynamic supernatural power for the Holy Spirit. And hope does this. It, so it brings life. It renews. It gives strength. It gives sustenance to my very soul. I tell you what. Drop an anchor in God today. Intentionally, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to reach out to you. I'm going to jump out and hold on to you. It becomes a lifeline. It, it, will, it will give you strength. It, 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 another thing would be a bit, bit like an umbilical cord. You know, the space um, astronaut being connected to the capsule through... Um, uh, it, it, not more modern, but in the, in the early astronauts were, were connected via like a, not just a, a, t- a tied to, the, to the, uh, the capsule when they went moonwalking, but they also would have their lifeline and, and their, uh, their oxygen through an umbilical cord. And it's a bit like that. that the, so drop an anchor um, in, in, into, into, into Jesus. I tell you what, you can drop an anchor in, into a place that's not good. I know some Christians that have put down an anchor and it's there in a very critical place. Nothing's right. This is wrong. That's wrong. Everything's wrong. Don't like themselves and don't like you. Don't like me. Don't like anyone. And it depends where you've got to be careful where you drop your anchor. We need to drop our anchor in Jesus Christ. And um, it becomes a, a dropped anchor can become a lifeline. Maybe you need a lifeline tonight because you don't know which way to turn and you don't know who to turn to and you don't know what to do. Then turn to him. Turn to Jesus, the author 
and perfecter of our faith. And he'll reach out to you. He did this with Peter and lifted him out of the storm. And he will do the same for you. Um, and, and finally, third and final thing is um, uh, a dropped anchor brings hope and help to others, not just yourself. Uh, I have found that um, a funny thing can happen, not a funny thing, but sometimes in a relationship, um, so in a, in a relationship, particularly maybe perhaps in a, in, a, in, a, in a good, strong relationship, particularly in a married relationship, you can find in life, one, one, one person can find themselves in a terrible place and another person can be holding on to God and really dropping an anchor into God and there can be a season when uh, one of the the, 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 the the persons in, in, in the couple, finds himself really in, in a terrible place. And another one, not because they're better, has dropped an anchor. And, and, and that seems to help their husband or their wife or their son or their daughter or their aunt or their uncle or a member of the family. It seems to, when you drop your anchor, it seems to be, give a lifeline to another member of the family. You, you, you put on like a strength for them. You're praying for them. You're opening the way up for them. You're seeking to help them. Um, it's a phenomenon that I've, that I've seen and I've, I've experienced myself and in life. And perhaps you're experiencing it as you're praying for a member of your family and you're digging, you're pressing into Jesus. And I tell you what, you, you may be, you aren't the lifeline, but you are dropping down an anchor which is helping them to find Jesus and be a strength for them. And it can be a lifeline. And you can do this. This is in particularly an intercession for members of our family and loved ones. It's a really powerful thing. You can drop an anchor and it become, become a lifeline to them. Now, this is where um, I learned something. Sometimes, you know, you can put down an anchor and I, I've, I've known people and, and the rope, the cord gets cut. I know some great believers over the years and Something breaks in life and there's a breakdown of relationship or they've got upset by something. And, um, you know, we can drop on, we, we can reach out to people. Uh, and and um, it, when you've got that, you, you have to, it, you know, fishermen, seamen, sailors, they, they know how to tie certain, well, they used to do in the old days, tie certain knots. And uh, this is, this, uh, you know, something you won't know about me, but I wasn't a sailor. But uh, I tell you what I was. When I was about 13 or 14, I lived in Cornwall. I was a sea scout. You wouldn't know that. I don't, I don't even know if my wife knows that. And I used to wear one of these little hats. See, see the little hat? There were no photos of me wearing one of them. But um, from about uh, 12, 13, 14, I lived, we lived in Cornwall and I joined the sea scouts. It led me to sort of want to go into the Navy to, to study physics and maths because I wanted to be an apprentice, but I ended up going into electronic engineering instead and not, not doing the Royal Navy or anything like that. But, but one of the things I remember from Sea Scouts was tying a reef knot. Right over and left and under and left over, right and under. That's right in there. And um, it's about the only thing I can remember, other than that and going canoeing and, and having to stand in mud, which I didn't really like. But, um, you know, so when there's a break... We, we can not only drop anchor, but we can help others tie themselves back into the anchor. You could be that person that helps someone around you. And um, I, 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 now and again, use, I've used the reef knot in the garden when I'm doing something in the garden or something like that. Not, not very often, but it has come in handy once or twice. But um, So you and I, when we drop an anchor, we can bring hope and help to others who are struggling. 
as we pray for them, as we intercede, but also it might be that you will help tie them back into Jesus. Uh, it's bit, there's a break in relationship, and through love and friendship and forgiveness and prayer, they reef knot themselves back into the anchor. And I know a lot of Christians, I, I meet loads of Christians that used to be, used to be going well with God, and something's happened, they've got upset, and something's gone on, and that relationship has broken. And it just might be that when you, you know, um, drop your anchor, that you can help um, tie someone else back in. That you could be the person that helps that person. So when you drop an anchor, we can bring hope and help to others through our prayers and through our love. Uh, and, and maybe that'd be something that you could do. Yeah, so, you know, an anchor has to have a lifeline attached. And when it gets broken, it, it needs to be reattached. And, and, and that's where the knowing how to do knots becomes really helpful. And it might be that you could pray. You could reach out to someone. Uh, it's our hope that uh, eight till late, the coffee house will be an opportunity to reach out to people that used to be perhaps walking with God. This is, this is a heart's desire that we have um, in, in the coffee house um, during the week and different times as well as a stepping stone to make new relationships again. And uh, for people that think, oh, I can't really come back to church, can't come through the door, they think I'm a hypocrite. Well, uh, one of the desires that we have with, with the new revamped coffee house, it's not the only one, but there's many things, but it will be an opportunity, a stepping stone to get tied back in to Jesus again. So, never... Forget how God, how good God is. Uh, a dropped anchor can become a lifeline. A dropped anchor brings hope and help to others. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. How about that? And it's because of who? Jesus. Nothing of me, nothing of you. It's Jesus uh, who, where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. Jesus Christ. Let's trust him. Let's put down our, our lives into him right now. Let's, let's pray together, shall we? Perhaps if, if, the, if the guys could come, worship team could come back, and let's just sing that, um, that, song, that song again as we close, um, where we were singing, my anchor, you know, he's our cornerstone, my anchor holds within the veil. And, but let's just pray for a moment or two, shall we, before we do. And it may be that you, you are going through a bit of a storm. It may be that you feel buffeted. It may be that you feel tossed to and fro. It may feel that you're going under. It may feel that you're being dragged down by something. Well, the key is don't beat yourself up. If you're feeling down or depressed or super anxious or feeling buffeted and don't know where to turn, drop your anchor. We have an anchor for the soul, Jesus, who has gone before us. Lord Jesus, will you see your people here tonight? Whoever is bruised and hurting and broken who doesn't know which way to turn, we now turn to you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We want to put down our anchor, as it were. We want to drop an anchor to stabilize, to give sustenance to our souls this evening. And by that, we mean that we're going to trust you. I want to trust you with my marriage. I want to trust you with my life. I want to trust you with my finance. I want to trust you with my husband. I want to trust you with my wife. I want to trust you with my children. I want to trust you with what the doctors are diagnosing right at this moment in time. 
I want to trust you with my past. I want to trust you with the future. Lord Jesus, I want to trust you this evening. Pray that you'll help us and help me. Take my eyes. I can see the storm raging around me. I can feel my emotions running riot. But I want to just know you holding, holding me, strengthening me, giving sustenance to me as I trust you and put my hope in you tonight. In your mighty name I pray. Amen. As we sing this song together, I'd particularly like, it says, my anchor holds within the veil. Let's just reach out to him and um, drop your anchor for your children, for your loved one. It might be that they, something's been, the cord's been cut, that Jesus might come and tie that person back into his love. Reach out to them. It might be that someone's floundering right now and that your prayers will become a lifeline to them. It it might be even in for your own life and heart right now that Jesus comes and reaches out his hand as you feel yourself going under to lift you up. Whoever, whatever it might be for each one of us and whatever it might might relate to, let's, as as we come and we sing these words over our lives, let's drop a spiritual anchor, as it were, intentionally reaching out to him, throwing our lives into his hands. So we stand together My hope is built on nothing less Than Jesus' blood and righteousness I did not trust the sweetest friend But only trust in Jesus